is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa fast pass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick and I am joined by, uh, well, two people that are both named Paul. Paul Dubs, Paul Washington and Mr. Dolan. How are you both doing? Doing good, thanks, Nick. I did really not know how to start the show off when, you know, it's, it's easy when there's a Paul, someone else and another Paul because then you, you've got a gap in the middle. But when there's two of you, it's it's incredibly difficult. So just uh, rose between two thorns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Nick between two poles. Yes. Oh, well, there's your show title, Greg. Um, so, how have you both uh, been doing? Doing doing good, thanks. Cause, yeah. Because uh, you both been away, really. Well, one of you's been away, away, and <coughs> the other one's just been away. I think, I think it's safe to say. So, uh, of course, people that will listen to our last bonus episode would know exactly where Mr. Washington has been, although I'm sure that might come up in conversation later. But before yeah. you turn off, this is not going to be a Disneyland Paris special, okay? <laughs> we've, had, we've had a few of those, and the viewing figures have been down. So we can back to Paris. Oh, that could now. be that we disappeared. There, there is also that. We did, I don't know if you've noticed... Um, and if you thought that we weren't making new episodes, we have. Um, and we, I don't think we, we still really know why, but we were removed from iTunes. And that then had yeah. a knock-on effect on some other services. So some people were still getting their subscriptions, 
um, if you subscribe to the show, which of course is the best way of getting the, the, the show, because we can do is you, you get the episodes delivered straight to you, and then you can just delete them off as you don't want to listen to them. Um, but uh, for people that didn't have a subscription, we just weren't showing up in uh, as having new episodes. So anyone searching for us couldn't find us. So, um, yeah, it's been an odd few weeks, but we're back. As far as we know, it was just a technical glitch. We didn't get booted out for... Uh, we probably did. There was a lot of talk about beef curtains recently. Like, you know, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. <laughs> there we all. go again. Yeah, and I'm not even going to bleep it. I'm not even going to bleep it. If we were chucked off iTunes, you know, it's trial and error. If we kicked off iTunes, I know it's because of that phrase. So it's fine. So, uh, you know, we do have a disclaimer at the beginning of this show, so I don't, I don't know what that would cause a problem. Um, and I think Craig said it as explicit now as well. All oh, right, okay. We do. I mean, Every- even though we do have an explicit tag at the beginning of the show, but uh, maybe people just skip it. I don't know. Anyway, mm. uh, let's start the show off as we do with. Uh, I'd say each and every show, but nearly each and every show, with a quick round of what is everybody drinking. Well, I have an old moot cider, old and it's a uh, kiwi and lime. Kiwi and lime. Cheers. Ah, very good. Cheers to you, sir. Uh, Mr. Washington, I assume you're training? I am, but I'm actually celebrating the fact that I am actually doing the Bibbity Bobbity Boo Challenge. I am registered, so I'm having a Jack Daniels. Of course, well, everybody needs to do that. So for those unaware, um, what is the Bibbity Bobbity Boo Challenge? The Bibbity Bobbity Boo Challenge is the uh, Disneyland Paris Half Marathon Weekend Challenge. It's uh, the 10K on the Saturday morning and a half marathon on the Sunday morning. But I'm also going for punishment and doing the 5K on the Friday evening as well. That, that isn't part of the challenge. <laughs> that is a definite glutton for punishment. I can't even work out how many kilometres that is in total. But it's uh, quite 31. 31 kilometres. Yeah, you know, I suppose it's... That's not bad over the course no. of the weekend, but um, it's not a dopey challenge. No, but... is that what Craig does on his uh, bike rides? <laughs> is that a dopey challenge? Uh, that's just that's just being on a train with Craig. <laughs> no, I meant on his on his magical bike rides. <laughs> no. that he does. That's that's just something scary going on a train journey. I imagine with Craig. Um, well, I, I'm not celebrating anything. In fact, I'm still working. Uh, we're recording this at what nine o'clock in the evening. I'm still actually working at the moment, but um, I, I've given up a bit of time to do this podcast, so I'm celebrating with a cause light. When I say I'm working, by the way, officially I'm off the clock. So if anyone tries to grasp me up, I'm actually off the clock. I'm just doing work in my own time because that's dedication to the cause, you see. Um, so, um, cheers, everyone. There's been a, a few bits of news of late, and uh, Mr. Dolan, we've not heard from you for quite a while, so would you mind kicking us off? Sure. Um, okay. One of the things I picked up was a change in the dining plan for 2018. Mm. Quite a significant one, really. Yes. So, I mean, apart from the usual price increase... Um, the main change is that you can use your your drink either for a counter service or a table service meal, and you can 
trade that for a speciality beverage, which which also includes alcoholic beverages. And I finally a dining plan that I can get behind. Hmm. I um, mean that that changes or could change the value of the dining plan quite a bit because it even includes speciality cocktails. Does it really? Oh. It does. Mm-hmm. And for those um, non-alcoholic drinkers, that also includes smoothies and milkshakes as well, I believe. It does. Yeah. Uh, saying that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I like a milkshake, but I don't know how many milkshakes I could have in a three-week period. I'll be honest. Forty-two on the Demon Plan, I think. Well, <laughs> yes. No, I think you're <laughs> probably, right. Probably, probably twenty-one. I don't think you get them on a quick service, but no, it's possibly true. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so um, a, a friend of mine, uh, yeah, uh, would you believe it? I've actually got friends, um, actually sent me over a link to this. Uh, somebody as well who uh, doesn't uh, has never been to Disney World, but uh, I, th- I think it's been kind of going a bit mad in the press because they're saying it could save about £700 off your trip, this new mm. dining plan. Um, and so she kind of sent it over to me to, to have a look at um, I mean, I, 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 it improves the dining plan because yeah. it gives you better options. I that's think, right. I think that's it. I still personally feel a little bit uh, wary of the dining plan. Not wary, but mm-hmm. um, my issue with the dining plan has always been that you know you're, you can only use it on property. Obviously, you can only use it on property. Um, mm. So if you're going to Florida for two weeks, three weeks, however long, um, you know, there are probably going to be days that you're going to go and visit Universal, uh, maybe Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, uh, some of the water parks. On those days, you're probably not going to be using your dining plan. You're probably going to have to go and buy um, something there or, or possibly you could go to another park and come back to the resort to have an evening meal. Um hmm. But that, that's always been my, my issue with it, is that, you know, unless you're not going to leave Disney property, you're probably not going to make the most of it. So do you think that this now gives better value for money in that regard? Well, I think they've, they've obviously listened to feedback, so I think they've made a couple of changes. This one for next year about the speciality drink, but, but then... Um, I think it started in 2017, maybe it started in 2016, but they allowed you to, instead of having a counter-service meal that was an entree, a dessert, and a beverage, they allowed you then to change the dessert for a snack, which which I thought was a, a good move. So they've obviously been listening to the feedback. And if you're staying on site, I, I don't think it's bad value for money. Um, because we did notice that the counter service meals are, you know, they're, they're pretty expensive. So it really depends on what you're doing. If if we're staying on site, obviously most of the time we're eating in a Disney restaurant. But if we go off site, we'll either come back, as you said, you'll know, come back later. Um, but if we don't want to do that, we might eat somewhere else, and then we use the spare credit that we've got either for um, a breakfast or we upgrade to like a signature restaurant so you could say that you know you're spending money there that you don't need to but it's it's quite fun to do that as well mm. yeah 
I, I suppose it, it depends on your plans. Uh, P-Dubs, what do you make of the whole thing? Uh, I think I think it's good that they're certainly looking at, at changing things for the better. I think a lot of people have always said, well, milkshakes are kind of a, a drink or even a dessert at times. Mm. So, to that, and I, I, I agree with you guys. I, I'm obviously planning for future trips, and and we normally we've had the dining plan previously. We've had the free dining plan, um, and we've looked then considered a couple of nights possibly at a Universal hotel, and we've kind of gone, well, we're going to have these free di- these floating credits that we aren't going to use, mm. and then we've looked at it and gone, well, we could use them in a signature meal instead. And I know you're then spending out a bit of money while you're away from. The resort, but it gives you that chance to to change things up as well as uh, as sticking with the things that you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Paul. Yeah, I mean, actually, that's one of the reasons why when we've looked at Universal resorts and we thought, right, let's spend a couple of nights in Universal. If we've had the free dining plan and you start factoring that in, you know. It, it, it makes you less likely to, to go and stay at Universal. Yeah. Because I know, I agree completely. Yeah. yeah. Now, the question hmm. is, right, based on that, mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the fact that Universal is becoming um, more of a result, you know, they've got now got more on-site hotels than they've, they've ever had, and expanding. Um, they've just launched Volcano Bay. And they've got the Nintendo... World or Nintendo Land expansion that will be going mm-hmm. in the next few years, um, and the Game of Thrones third park. Of course, how can we forget, forget the Game of Thrones third gate? Hashtag Game of Thrones third gate. Um, with that in mind, why has Universal not pulled this stunt? Yeah, I don't know. They don't. They don't have as many restaurants yet, do they? I mean, it might be something no. that's in their future. Doesn't matter. I mean, how many people go to Disney and go to you know? Even if you went, you know, you know, very often to Disney World, and I'm talking, you know, every year or every couple of years, how many people can actually say they would go and try every restaurant? Most people would, st- you know, might go to a new restaurant during their trip, you know, one or two, but will probably stick to ones that they like. Yeah. So, does it matter that Universal doesn't have all of those options? Plus, as well, um, you know, you've got City Walk. Maybe mm-hmm. they could do a deal with some of the places in City Walk. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, know... I, think, I think the bulk of the restaurants on City Walk are owned by Universal anyway now, aren't they? I don't know. I, I don't know. I believe that was, that was the whole reason for the change-up, was that they a lot of them are actually owned by Universal. That was the, the whole thing. I mean, I know. I mean, obviously, Hard Rock uh, isn't, but they've obviously got a very good relationship, and that could be seen as signature dining or something, the equivalent too. Um, but I just think you know they could be missing a trick if they want people to spend more time on Universal property. Surely, it makes sense to do it, even if they only offer it for you know seven days or, or five days. Um, but I just think that that is something that they could probably do to bring people over to spend more time. I don't know, other than possibly the Malabies, of people that spend more time in a Universal hotel um, than a Disney hotel. 
or you know off off result completely do you know what yeah. I mean but you never hear yeah. of people spending or you n- never normally hear of people spending two or three weeks on universal property mm. funnily enough I met somebody at the weekend that they did that but I think it's only because they, they didn't they didn't sort of realise you know the scale and and that sort of thing. Right. But yeah, yeah. yeah two yeah, weeks at the Hard Rock. Two weeks at the Hard Jesus. Rock, which is, uh, yeah. That, that must have been pricey. Yeah. Is it, well, is it a honeymoon, to be fair? But even so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But do, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that that could be something they do. Um, and also as well, you know, with the with the extra hotels that are built, they've also got restaurants. So they are slowly getting more places to... Uh, to eat, but uh, I think I just think they're missing the trick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do they have any kind of deal? I thought they had some kind of some kind yeah. of food package. I don't I know if you call you, it a dining plan, but yeah, I don't think it, it's basically you pay for what you get up front. I don't think it, there's any saving in it or any anything like that. I think it is basically you're just paying up front for your meals. Mm. Well, I think that's the, the reason why the dining plan is is quite popular with people anyway. Is even yeah. though they know they could probably book it cheaper without a dining plan, um, or, you know, or doing their own deals or whatever. Um, the dining plan means that that's one thing you don't have to worry too much about because yeah. even if you are having those days out to different parks, um, you know, you've you've it's only like a few days you'd have to spend the money on food rather than your two or three weeks um, mm-hmm. and everything on top. Um, and I think it's much easier for Disney as well because of the magic band and everything. I think with Universal, they give you vouchers. They do in Disneyland Paris, though. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, and that's that's rubbish as well. Yeah, but I still think an option's better than, you know, yes, you're right, the technology's there, but let's be honest, you know, if that's the, if that's the best thing the magic bands do... That's why it's been such an expensive flop. I know it's not, but you know, you know there's a yeah. lot of money invested in that technology, and I don't think they're ever going to see the return on investment that they're expecting to. Yeah, personally. Yeah, but uh, okay. Mm, yeah, you're right. Though I think as they get bigger and bigger, you know, it's it's got to be something that they're that they're thinking about. Um, and, and you know, they've got quite a lot of restaurants. If if they could rope in the city walk restaurants, but you know, that's the thing about Disney. If you look at the restaurants, I mean, there's a huge amount of restaurants across all the resorts, the boardwalk, Disney Springs, the parks, I and mean, I almost all of them. There's still a lot, yeah, but but almost all of them are actually in the dining plan. There's only there's only like Swan and Dolphin, and maybe a couple of others that that aren't actually in the plan. Also, so Disney uh, Downtown. Sorry, I keep calling it Downtown Disney. Uh-huh. Disney Springs. Is in the dining plan as well. So places like the, um, the T Rex, yeah, yeah, they're Disney. all in it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere that isn't, but I don't think so. I think they're all in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's I think that's a good way to kick off uh, the show, uh, Mr. Washington. Let's talk Trump. Let's or shall talk we say Trump. talking Trump. <laughs> We've been talking Trump for freaking years. It's one of the mainstays of the show. Uh, yeah. A load of American listeners just switch off. 
<laughs> so uh, yes, um, usually I hit mute when there's, there's a Trump imminent, <laughs> which, is, which is good for all of us, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah so I'm assuming, jumping in, that you're referring to the fake Trump. The fake Trump, yes. Well, you could compare both being the same, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. um, both obviously, right. it's now been it's now been confirmed that he will talk in the Hall of Presidents. He will give a speech. Oh, God. <laughs> Yet there is now a delay on the opening. It's going to be at least the fall uh, before it opens now when it was meant to be opening in the next month. Um, this is rumoured due to the fact that they've uh, had a bit of a spat between uh, the White House and Disney as to what he's going to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he wanted complete control of his speech. Oh, there's a surprise! <laughs> no, it's not happening. That guy needs to take assertiveness classes. Oh, he's too what? much of a he's too much of a shrinking violet. I think he should because uh, I mean we know he likes to copy speeches from uh, films, um, as he's he's done with the Dark Knight Rises, um, <laughs> and was it Mean Girls as well? I think so. Um, maybe he could sing the opening number or talk the opening number from uh, the cheerleading comedy Bring It On because I, I think that would suit him really well I love that film I quite like the, the rumour that I heard was that he wasn't going to give a speech he was going to text it he was what? Uh, tweet, he was going to tweet it tweet so it. it appeared on a screen instead so it was interactive with the audience <laughs> that, that isn't going to happen that was a joke mm. but I quite yeah, like that idea, <laughs> rather than yeah. him speaking, to have him tweet it instead. I think, yeah. I mean, I think we look at Trump a bit differently. Um, what I've learned fairly recently <laughs> is, um, even after everything that's happened, um, is still quite how popular in certain quarters of the country that Trump is in America. Mm. Um, yeah. I just automatically assumed that everyone thought he was a bumbling idiot. I mean, he is America's Boris Johnson, um, and we don't want Bojo. Um, so I'm surprised that it's not it's not replicated. But having said that, I did feel a little uneasy in the fact that every president, um, every acting president, has, uh, as far as I know, at least, recorded a speech for their audio animatronic in that attraction. And they, yeah, and they weren't going to allow Trump to do that. And I think you can't really pick and choose. Like when you've set a, a precedent like that, you can't really turn around and say, "I know we've done it for everyone else, but because you're a bumbling idiot, we're not going to let, let your animatronic talk." Do you know what I mean? It just, it just didn't sit right. So. Although I dread to think what it's going to sound... Well, I know it's going to sound like, but what it's going to say, um, I think it's the right thing for them to do. Yeah. I do think it's right. It's a good, one plus it's a good competition. Being, yeah. Sorry, Paul. The one, the one plus point with it being delayed is that we're gonna only going to have to put over him for, for three years in there instead of three and a half or whatever it would have been. That is so I suppose it's shortened it. Yeah. Four years. Something tells me there's going to be lots of technical difficulties with this animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 2021 before they get it up and running. I a bit like the Disco Yeti. <laughs> just just strobe lights. Yeah, um, it'll, be, it'll be in B mode. 
I, I think it's a shame that they only do give this treatment to uh, the president and not anyone else in his cabinet because I would love uh, an audio animatronic of um, is it Kellyanne Conway, his uh, his right hand lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, she's. I mean, she's something else. <laughs> she's she's something else. Uh, whenever you see her on the news, she's uh, quite special. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a shame. I, mean, I think she's even more entertaining than he's. Uh, I uh, I wonder what I wonder if there'll be any incidents of of kind of vandalism and abuse. Has there so been I always thought, Um. Well. I, I don't know from the from the audience or from the guests, but I know Bill Clinton's um, animatronic allegedly they keep finding condoms in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, right? So uh, yeah, I always I always thought if I got a lifetime ban from Walt Disney World, it'd be for something like um, you know swimming to Discovery Island like that other guy or or something like that, but. I'm not so sure, no. No, no, it could be something as uh, as simple <laughs> yeah. as that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, it's going to happen. It's just when, I suppose. Mm. Um, it's good. It's a good listener competition, actually. So, so when Trump is no longer president, you know, they usually they usually kind of park them a little bit to the side, don't they, and then steadily move them back as they get. You know, more and more in the past, but where could you reuse the Trump animatronic somewhere in Walt Disney World? You know, what attraction? I was just going to I was going to think of one of Craig's favourite toilets. <laughs> what could be? Yeah. I was going to say one of the enclosures at Animal Kingdom. Oh, I've got it. Yeah. Perfect spot for it. Competition closed. No more entries. Mexican Pavilion. <laughs> oh Next yeah. yeah, behind the wall. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> yeah, you see like this wall, was. and there's like just a blonde wig peeping <laughs> on the top of it. Yeah, people could think it's Boris Johnson then. <laughs> Slightly different hair, just as absurd. Yeah, maybe maybe no, that's it's... the thing. Politicians with stupid hair. Maybe like that that explains a lot of them. Because uh, yeah, our <laughs> yeah. very own Boris Johnson's the same. The other option would be to put him in the Muppet Show. Too realistic. Yeah, not funny enough. <laughs> and that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have got a better suggestion, honestly, do let us know. Um, yeah. Because we're not the funniest people, but we try. Miss um, Stoner, did you have uh, anything else you wanted to uh, to bring up? Oh, damn. You're coming back to me again. I don't um, have to. <laughs> It's your turn, Nick. Go on. Oh, okay. Put me on the spot. The only, the only <laughs> thing I, I really had to bring to the table this week, uh, so I've been, I've been pretty busy, is um, the fact, and we've talked about it before, uh, but I suppose it's because it is definitely happening, it is official. Um, and that is that when we recall this um, at the end of June, we were just a few days away from... Uh, the closure of Galaxy Galaxy Quest Disney Quest. <laughs> yeah, never seen Galaxy Quest. Always wanted to see. Uh, but yes, oh, it's great. Quest. You've never seen Galaxy Quest? No, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, I know. I, everyone tells me so. I, you know, I like everyone in the cast pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things that I've rec- and I've recorded it a few times, and it's I've just deleted it for space. Uh, 
uh, ironically. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those films that I, I don't know how I've, I've gone this far without seeing it because I know that I'll probably love it. Um, so, so yeah, if any listeners want to hook me up, let me know. But um, yeah, Disney Quest, which uh, is something that I definitely have been to and, and have loved equally, uh, it is going away. And um, mm. yeah, I'm sad. I mean, I've I've obviously not been back since my last visit, so I you know I don't know how bad it is now. But um, you know, I'll always have a soft spot for it. I yeah. adore arcades anyway. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I was quite gutted because it was Father's Day the other week, and um, I didn't say we we didn't we didn't do anything, and I didn't. Um, I didn't suggest anything to my wife because um, my wife, because um, quite often she uh, is very good at organising things. I didn't want to kind of tread on her toes because of personal circumstances. We, she didn't do anything, and all I really wanted to do was travel down to South End and spend twenty quid in the arcades and just have a, a few good hours playing games because I love that. Um, I like playing video games at home, but there's something about the whole, the noise and the experience and the atmosphere of being in an arcade that, mm. you know, I think it may, maybe it's, it's a childhood thing. Uh, I've never grown yeah. out of it, but um, I just always loved the fact that Disney Quest was there and I suppose in some ways a bit of nostalgia. Although it yeah. had modern video game uh, arcade machines as well, um, you know, there was quite a, a lot of, of older machines. Yeah. Um, I just think it's the whole atmosphere, and it's... I get it, it's a massive, massive building. Um, mm. So it's probably prime location. But I, I've also heard rumours that, once again, the NBA uh, concept is out. Yeah. Yeah, I read that today as well. So, you know, maybe they're closing Disney Quest down because, you know, they've given everyone a, a deadline to do so. But could very well be that there's now nothing to to put in it now i'd imagine that as i said it's it's prime location uh in in disney springs um mm. there are and we've talked before about the fact that there's no apple store for example there which you know is quite shocking considering one how big apple are and secondly the relationship that they have with each other um but could we now be seeing something else take over at least some of that building um you know if it's not going to be the nba what else could it be yeah it's just here's a shame i mean i I also have a soft spot for it a lot of people go to walt disney world and they never even they never even go in um well i think there's always been well not always but especially of late there's been a lot of confusion with your um your tickets in the UK because mm-hmm. we you know yeah. we get different tickets to what people buy in America, so yeah. we we do get it, and it always used to be included and was featured as being mm. included on, on the tickets, and then it was dropped. But yeah. I think that was only unofficially because yeah. if you went to Galaxy, uh, <laughs> Galaxy Quest, if you <laughs> went there with your ticket, um, they'd let you in. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we did that in, in November. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think there was some confusion there. I, I, you know, I think it was um, fairly expensive. Was it about fifty nine dollars or something to go in? 
Um, yeah, it's, it's something like that, forty odd, I think yeah. now. Which, um, I, which, which is quite expensive for what it is. Like, so I get. Yeah. That. I think what they, they probably missed a trick because what they probably could have done instead was um, done it in time zones. So maybe mm. you know charged you twenty five dollars and that gave you uh, like four hours access. So you you know that between nine and uh, one, you know that would be your kind of slot. Um, I don't know. It's just that they the, the kind mm. of selling point was the fact that you know you you pay to go in and then you know you can you know return later on kind of thing. But I don't think most people yeah. want to do that. Most people will just go there, spend a few hours in there, have some fun. And then leave. Yeah. They're probably not going to go back that same day. No, so, no, I mean, that's right. I mean, we 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 combine it with the trip to downtown Disney as it was yeah. in those days. So we we'd go in for a couple of hours, usually at the end of the night. That's usually how we'd finish the night. Mm. And you know, you think back to originally, it had a cheesecake factory in there. Mm. You know, some really good good food in there. <laughs> yeah, I remember and, had some uh, quite good chicken tenders in there. Yeah, well, I think they were standard ones. To be fair, you could get throughout the result, but that was one place that I remembered having those in particular. Um, while yeah. sitting by the Cheesecake Factory, um, but yeah, I think I think it was just a bit unloved. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think the last time I remember them doing anything with it really was when they stuck in a uh, Fix It Felix machine when Wreck It Ralph came out. Yeah. Um, you know, you had those massive attractions. You had the the Mighty Ducks Pinball, and you had the the Buzz Lightyear attraction, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they were looking quite tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the the Pirates. That was our favourite. Pirates of the Caribbean. And was it yeah. uh, was it Aladdin as well? There's an Aladdin virtual yeah. reality ride. Yeah, that's right. And then you had the Jungle Cruise on yeah. the the raft. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyberspace Mountain. Yes. Where you made your own roller coaster. Yep. Yep. And then you rode it, and uh, everything would fall out of your pockets, and you could <laughs> get a little, a little video, a little like Betamax. It was a, a V two thousand video to take home. But yeah, we loved it. We we thought it was great. I mean, it, it's just sad because you know what's going to go in there is just going to be a shop, really, and you know. That's fine. There's lots of good jobs in Disney Springs, but you're replacing something that's entertainment for just another shop, and uh, it's such a shame because I think the concept's great, really. Well, that's it. Cause, I mean, what entertainment is left? I mean, you've obviously got the AMC that's still down there, um, yeah. and you've got uh, Lenubu. Is it Lenubu? Lenubu, yeah. That whole end of that of Disney Springs is going to be dead. Because hmm. Disney Quest's going and Doctor Slay's going in December. I think it's changing shows though, isn't it? There's another show. They've not. In. They've not confirmed what it is. Hmm. They've not confirmed right. whether it's Doctor Slay or whether it's going to be something Disney related or or what. Uh-huh. But okay, it's, I, it's closing in December. I would yeah. be shocked if they don't bring in another production. Yeah. And I was looking. Funny enough, I was looking at a list the other day. Um, I, you know, do you ever get this? You get you get down the rabbit hole on, on Wikipedia, and you start looking at random things, and that will lead you to yeah. something else. Um, oh yeah. And I was kind of looking at the history of um, the, like the, the the whole, you know, how it started off in in Canada, 
and then when it kind of became big and it you know it was successful but it was when it started to take over las vegas that mm. it really became world renowned funny enough um and you know at one point nearly every not nearly every hotel but probably about 75 percent of, of hotels on the strip at one point had a Cirque du Soleil show and some of those didn't last very long um but some of them have lasted 15 20 years um and the same with uh, Nubu there. You know, that show, I think I, I read it open in 1998. Mm-hmm. So it's coming up to, you know, uh, you know, and it, it's only around that time. So, you know, it might be 99 even, but, you know, it's coming up to almost 20 years yeah. of, of being the same show. And most people, you know, we went to see it on, on our honeymoon and, you know, really... Uh, no, I actually saw you didn't saw it on, the, on the first time I went, and it, it was a good show, but I had no desire to go back and watch it again. Mm. Now, if it was a different Cirque du Soleil show, I would have gone back. Yeah. So I think if you're looking to change it, that will probably bring people in because how many repeat customers did it have? I'm sure it wouldn't have had that many people. Like you know. I don't think I've ever met anyone who goes to Disney and every time they go, goes to see Cirque du Soleil. I don't yeah. think I've, I've met anyone that's seen it more than once, to be honest. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there are people, but what I mean is, is that most people, it's a one-and-done thing. So I think a new show would, would freshen it up. And if you look at what has has kind of worked in Vegas and what hasn't, there's quite a few shows that they could probably bring over or they've retired from, from touring because they have touring productions as well um, and one of them and I don't really know how it would go down in Vegas but uh, sorry in, in, in Florida but um, they did a um, Elvis Presley one and it only ran for about 17 months I think 18 months it mm. didn't last very long at all um, because the hotel they stuck it in just um, wasn't busy enough for it um, and they replaced it with another show which lasted about another year and then they just scrapped it completely um, mm. they, you know, it's not going to be successful uh, in, in every in every place so I mean I wonder if they've still got the agreement with the Elvis estate of sticking that in there because you would have thought that would be quite a big show to have yeah. in there um, but I think any show I think any Cirque du show that's new or hasn't been seen before would be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think it's, I'll tell you what is a shame is that um, they're doing the Pandora show as a, t- as a touring production because they're mm-hmm. actually doing a Cirque du Soleil avatar show. But it's on, a, on an arena tour. Oh, right. So okay. I'm, I'm guessing that because it's been done as an arena tour, um, that they wouldn't consider doing it as a as a permanent because they don't they don't normally mix and match. No, if they're doing something great. as a tour, they don't normally have it somewhere as a permanent. Normally yeah. different productions, um, but that would of course been ideal uh, as a tour. Yeah. Um, but I think if like because because Paul said like they haven't announced it's going to definitely be. Cirque du Soleil um, it could be Disney putting something in in there themselves I think the, the problem with that is that you then 
have all the risk. Because if you're renting it out to a Cirque du Soleil, then you know, you're going to be doing it on some kind of profit basis. Whilst if it's you running the show, you've got to spend that out. So if it's not successful, you know, you're going to be hit for it. So it'll be it'll be interesting. But yeah. uh, have you heard any rumours at all? I've not what? seen anything as no. to what it could be. Okay. No. Just going back to the Disney Quest thing, though, they're, they're auctioning off the uh, the games, aren't they, to cast members? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. I could ask Heather to get one, but I don't know how she'd get it back in a suitcase. I've always fancied the, <laughs> a Galaxians in the living room. <laughs> yeah, the shipping might be uh, a little higher. Be a bit tough, wouldn't it? Then the voltage ever, would be wrong. Have you ever actually looked at, at how much an arcade machine costs? No. They're not terribly expensive. Well, yeah. they are, but what I mean is is that in in the grand scheme of things, like you could probably get a you probably wouldn't get an original now, but um you you might be able to, but certainly a a kind of refurbished uh, you know, Space Invaders or Galaction that kind of um machine mm-hmm. for probably um 5 600 quid. Yeah, it's not like two of them, really, is it? I mean, no, no, not. I mean, you can yeah. you can make your own one. I mean, there are people that yeah. uh, make them, and you can they they you can buy the the signs for them and stickers, and you know, do everything like that. And yes, that's even cheaper. But um, yeah. I mean, I've always wanted a pinball table, and um, mm-hmm. you know, if you go and buy one of there's only there's only one manufacturer of pinball tables in the world now, which is so disappointing because I don't like their tables at all. Um, but gone are the days when you used to get like Williams and Galoob and, and Bally and, and companies like that. And um, but if you wanted to go and buy a Stern pinball machine, which is like the you know the, the latest and greatest, um, you're probably looking at a, anywhere between two and four thousand pounds, depending on the edition that you buy, because they do some limited edition version of, the, of their pinball tables. Um, mm. But if you're buying a, a second-hand pinball table. Then you're probably looking at about five, six hundred quid for quite a mm. decent one. Not so much Adam's yeah. family; that's always going to be expensive. But um, yeah, you can you can pick them up secondhand, not not that expensive. And I'd much rather have one of those. Apparently, it's not an ideal table to eat your dinner off, because mm. that's how I was trying to convince uh, the wife that would be a good idea, but didn't go down very well. So that that might have yeah. to wait. But, it's uh, the sloping that causes a problem, isn't it? <laughs> it that, that is, yeah, you need, uh, yeah, maybe someone should could invent, like, uh, some some detachable legs that would, would kind of flatten it off a little bit, level mm-hmm. it off, so it does <laughs> become uh, not so slopey. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so that was, that, was, that was my thing, anyway. Okay. Um, so it's given you enough time now, Mister D. Come on. All right. So um, I don't think we've talked about this before, but I'm, I, I haven't listened to the last episode. I've got to confess because I haven't had any time to listen to podcasts. No, but neither did a lot of people. Look at Boston. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was an article I read about um, the crowd levels dropping in Pandora, oh. and why and why that might be, and. Um, you may or may not be aware 
But if you're a, a Disney World resort guest, then you can get into Pandora uh, after after the park is shut, basically. Wow. So you get you get extra time um, in um, in Pandora. And also when the lights are down as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So um, they reckon that's that's helping to reduce wait times for um, flight of passage and the navy, the navy journey. But I think they're still looking at an average of about two hours for flight of passage wait times. Yeah, I've I've seen that they have um, have gone down quite a lot from the six hours. Well. It has for most people. I have seen people queuing up for four hours for it recently whilst the ride's been down. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as the ride's up, then yeah, I think the days of the six-hour queue are kind of behind them for now. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens, I think, um, later this summer. Because, um, you know, I'd say July and August are probably quite quite peak times, aren't they? For, yeah. for Disney World. So- that's right. So this was originally through mid mid July, mm. but Disney's just extended it to to mid August, and it isn't just for Pandora. Obviously, it's for the whole of the Animal Kingdom. But mm. they're also putting on extra showings of the Rivers of Light nighttime spectacular. Um, I don't think I, I don't remember you saying it was very spectacular though. It was it was good. It just wasn't great. Mm. But having said that, I got to be careful because we did only see it once and. There's been a couple of things where you ride it the first time, you think, yeah, it's okay. And then you go back again and you think, well, actually, it's better than I, it's better than I remember. So I would like to see it again. It is very clever and uh, definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's just that, like, the music was good, but it, it didn't really grip me. You know, there wasn't, like, a um, like any kind of emotional connection. But maybe when you've seen it a few times, it, it starts to grow on you. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. Well, we was, was some really, yeah. We, we was kind Go of talking it. about that on on Pop After Dark the other day. Not that, but the fact that when you do something for the first time, sometimes by trying to take it all in, you don't really get the connection mm-hmm. you may have been expecting for it. Hmm. I mean, how many times did you go on um, Flight of the Navi? Twice. And I mean, did yeah. you feel the same both times, or, or would you say? Yeah, blown. Yeah, blown away the right away first time. Mm. Amazing, and then second time, just as good. So that's a definite, you know, that's a definite knock out of the park. But yeah, because I, I mean, I, I hear a, a, still quite a lot of um, disappointment in the river. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. attraction. Um, I mean, to be honest, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, I it's exactly what I expected it to be, what mm. I've seen of it, and what people have said. I don't know what else people were expecting. It wasn't going to be a a complete thrill ride. Um, yeah. like Pirates of the Caribbean on LSD <laughs> oh it's a small one yeah. without, without yeah. any other little drops yeah you know so it, it, I just I did expect it to be a little bit more than that but I don't know exactly what I expected but some kind of little surprise or thrill even if it is just a couple of little drops um, I think it's pleasant the, it's yeah. nice it's clever you know I think that's a, I think that's why there isn't those things because you know it's supposed as I understand it I've not been so this is my understanding of the whole thing but I thought the whole Pandora experience was to give you a a taste of this world Mm. and the world is supposed to be quite peaceful 
So, mm-hmm. with that said, it kind of makes sense that you know you get that attraction that is like it is, and yeah. Flight of the Navi, um, you know, you see that in a film. So even though it's you know that that's supposed to be the kind of thrill that's how they get their kicks on Pandora, um, you know, it's it's supposed to be quite an, a that and the sex deals. So what's that? That and the sex deals. Woohoo! That's um, how they get the, the kicks in Pandora. That is that is very true, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, so I, I I I get it. But I think what's surprising to me is now it's it's more open. Is I hear a lot of people say how much they love Flight of the Navi, and yet when it was yeah. kind of open in soft previews, um, yeah. you got a lot of people going, "Oh no, like I'm really disappointed in it." So it's it's quite surprising, I think, that mm. you know I can get not being blown away on the on the first time, although most people are blown away, but on the first time of it, but the kind of um, disappointment from the Disney community in the soft opening stages of it, and now it's open to the masses, it seems to have completely flipped. And in fact, it's yeah. it's kind of similar to um, Guardians Mission mm. Breakout in that when people were going to like the early previews for that. Um, you know, you've got a lot of people just going, ah, oh, it's, you know, what a load of crap. Um, you know, they should have kept the Tower of Terror. And now it's open. Everyone's like, when are we getting it? Mm. You know, around the world, all the Disney parks are like, when are we getting that? Because yeah. it looks like so much fun and the feedback has been really positive towards it. So, yeah, um, it's, it's strange, I think, how the opinions can change like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the funny thing is, uh, we went to see, obviously we went to see the new fireworks show, and we thought that was good. We'd just seen The Last Wishes, so we were probably a bit influenced by that, you know, The Last Wishes, Goodbye Wishes, and, you know, quite, you know, it's quite an emotional night, that. But um, then a couple of nights later, we saw the the new um, Happily Ever After, I think it is. and we liked it. We thought it was very good. Uh, but then a couple of nights later, we were in the Magic Kingdom. It was towards the end of the holiday, and we thought, there's only five minutes to go. Let's just stand at the back, and we'll watch it again without any big queue or, or whatever. So we did, and we agreed at the end of it that actually it is really good. It's, it's different from Wishes, but mm. it's probably as good as Wishes. And And so I think very often second, third time, you do appreciate it. And we were exactly the same with the um, Escape from Gringotts ride. You know, we rode it the first time and we thought, ah, yeah, it's good, but it's too short. Mm. And then we went back again and we thought, well, no, it's, it's actually really good. Um, and it, it, it's definitely grown on us. But uh, we didn't feel like that about Flight of Passage. We just loved that right away. Go, yeah. Did, yeah. Um, you, you, you never saw Disney Dreams, did you, at Disneyland Paris? Uh, I saw. Didn't I see? I thought I saw a Christmas version of it. Like, a, oh yes, yes, with Olaf. That's yeah. right. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um. Mm. Now, Paul, you obviously have seen Dreams quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, and you got to see Illuminations. Um. Have you seen Happy Ever After yet? I have watched Happy Ever After. Yes. Now a lot of people are disappointed with. Uh, illuminations, and just to be clear, that's the Disneyland Paris illuminations. That's not the same as the Epcot 
show um, that's replaced Disney Dreams, of which you would say that Happy Ever After is probably quite heavily influenced on, actually. Um, but what do you think, Paul, about um, Illuminations and Happy Ever After and, and how they kind of compare to Dreams? Um, as, as you said, Happily Ever After is very much influenced by, by Dreams. Um, it hasn't, obviously, it hasn't got the the water fountains in front of the, the castle like Paris has. Mm. Um, but I, is this right, Paul, that they are projecting stuff on Main Street as well? Um, I don't know, I, Paul. That's, I heard, that's, I heard uh-huh. someone saying that they, they've been, like they did at, at Disneyland for the, the 60th anniversary, there's, there's stuff mm. being projected down Main Street as well. So I don't, oh, don't know whether that's right or not, but um, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, if they are, then that's that's definitely a step up from Dreams. Illuminations okay. is is good. Um, I'll go and watch it again. I've only seen it once. Um, yeah. I'll go and watch it again uh, when I'm over in September. Um, just because I actually I filmed most of it, so I, I kind of watched it through a, a lens. Mm. Um, but kind of tried to step back and take take a lot of it in. The, the the projection stuff still a fantastic achievement. It certainly, I think, it is a step up from Dreams in mm-hmm. those terms. The the show itself, I wouldn't say, is quite as heart wrenching as as Dreams probably was. It doesn't quite get you the same way that it did. Um, but I think a lot of these shows are using the same clips and and songs. Um, mm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of difference between what they're using. Which is a shame, and it's and I'm sure it is. It's down to the fact that the same guy is is producing all of these shows. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, happily ever after is is probably the best one out of out of the two at the moment. I would say, having even not seen it live, mm-hmm. um, having watched it on the on the uh, on YouTube quite a lot, and yeah. and even the, the song's better. I have to the the overall song there. The happily ever after song. I've got that on my on my mm. phone. I listen to that quite regularly, even though I haven't seen the show um, yeah. live. But the song is definitely I, I, along the lines of a Disney classic, even though it's using obviously two contemporary artists. It's it's very much in the same vein as as what you'd expect from Disney over the years. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting what you say about the projection. I I, I didn't realise that because obviously. If you don't know there's something behind you, you're just 100% yeah. focused on the castle. So, yeah, I might have missed something there. In terms of looking at it through a lens, um, I got I got a GoPro a couple of years ago, and I got this little clip which allows you to clip it onto the like the peak of your baseball cap, and then I got a little remote in my pocket, and it's great because <laughs> you don't have to look through a screen. It's got a wide-angle lens. The only problem is you look like a complete dickhead. But... Um, <laughs> I've never let that bother me. No, I don't think anyone on this podcast has to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we've kind of escaped from that one. Yeah. Mr. Dubs. Uh, I've got a couple more bits. Uh, first up, uh, today in Shanghai, they unveiled their new stage show. Uh, ah. Their new castle show. Yes, um, I saw some, uh, some photos from this. Called Summer Blast. Um and it also involved the debut of a new face character. Well, mm. not even a face character. Um, 
another one of those weird-looking um, mask characters uh, in Maui yes. from Moana made his debut today and looked really bizarre. I've got to be honest. I until that was pointed out uh, in an article, and I've only seen a, I've not seen a close-up photo. I've only seen quite a. a, a long distance photo so to me he actually looked quite good but I hadn't actually realised I don't know how that he hadn't been in the parks yeah it was his debut anywhere it's crazy mm-hmm. but of course what, like once someone said that I was like <clears throat> oh yeah I've not seen him anywhere else right. it does seem strange you know it's quite a, it's quite a good movie quite a popular movie well I mean they keep bringing Moana back I mean she was replaced with um uh, uh, well, I think she was replaced in Disney World as well, but she was replaced in um, March, I think, at Disneyland Paris with Belle, whilst yep. Beauty and the Beast was was out. But due to popular mm-hmm. demand, she's coming back uh, mm-hmm. beginning of July. So um, I think Belle's going back to the Princess Pavilion. So um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Moana's. Uh, it's weird because it's it's not been. It was successful, very successful, but it didn't it didn't seem to be it wasn't as big as things like frozen um you know anywhere near that really but it seems to have really kind of um picked up steam over time i'd say mm. i think it's one that maybe didn't have quite the impact frozen did but its longevity has has made it kind of um stand out I mean, I remember yeah, when... It definitely um, doesn't seem to be going anywhere. No. For sure. That's what I mean. I mean, uh, you know, when... I, I didn't go to see it at the cinema. Um, and in fact, I, hands up, I still haven't seen Moana all the way through. I mean, I have. I haven't seen any of it. Well, I, I mean, I have seen it, but I mean in fractions. So I've seen the whole mm. film, just not in one sitting. And um, when when my wife took my daughter to go and see it, and uh, she came back and said, well, you know, what do you think? She's like, oh, it was, it was all right. And yet now, um, having watched it a further hundred times um, with my daughter um, and son at home, um, she loves it. She thinks it, it's probably even better than Frozen. And um, you know, quite often the songs will be on in the car. And uh, I do really like the soundtrack. I mean, Frozen was good. And I think Frozen's problem really is how obsessed everybody got, kind of got with the soundtrack and... Um, all the merchandise and um, you know I, I certainly got a bit sick of it myself but Moana still feels quite fresh and I do mm. think the songs are really good um, in it yeah. and um, yeah it's it's good I definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it I definitely recommend it even though I've not seen it all the way through um, mm. The Rock's brilliant in it um, yeah. and it's just got some very good songs some very good voice actors in it and um yeah, yeah, uh, it, it, is, it is good. But I'm starting to see more Moana merchandise. It's quite weird because when a film came out, there was there was lots of it, like there always is for a Disney release. But um, there seems to have been a, uh, like a resurgence in it recently. Um, but uh, yes, I think, it, I think it might stay around for a while. Yeah. I do. But yeah, um, right. it'd be interesting to see if they bring Maui to the other parts. I'm sure they're not just going to keep him in Shanghai, surely. Well, so. hopefully Disneyland Paris will get him. Mm. 
now that they don't have to pay licensing fees for characters. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've got my. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. It's still sat in the account, but I got. Um, I got all my money yesterday. I got a notification from my share dealers that um, I'd got all my money. So that was the money that I'd actually mm. traded. So all the shares that I traded for, and then the additional one share, which I didn't. But then they compuls, you know, they had to compulsory buy um, from me. So that was all my share money was deposited all in one foul swoop. Mm. Yeah, so, I got an email yesterday. I haven't read it to be honest. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you know, it was it was less than I was hoping, less than I wanted, but it was yeah. what it was. So, you know, yeah, you don't get much choice, eh? That, that's it, exactly. That's yeah. it. But uh, yeah, uh, what was the um, other thing, Paul? The other thing was that uh, permits have been approved uh, in LA uh, for George Lucas's Museum of Narrative Arts uh, in Exposition Park, where it's going to house the the Lucas collection. Um, so all his his stuff that he's got left over from the films and and everything that he's collected over the years. Wow! So it's actually going ahead, and they they said that the ground will be broken in early early next year. Wow! So. So it looks like Disney didn't get hold of everything. Uh-huh. Looks like George kept a lot of it. Do you think he um, he stuck it on a blockade and um, you know shot it off while Darth Vader was looking for it? I think so. Possibly. Yeah. In a, in a rescue pod. <laughs> I wish people were interested in all the crap I've got in the attic and would pay money to come <laughs> and see it. That'd be great. Maybe they will. I've got, got some good stuff up there. Maybe, maybe they, you know, you never know. Yeah. Um, to be honest, Paul, when you said about filing permits, until you then said the words LA, I thought you were going to talk about the permits in um, Epcot. Yeah, so did I. I was. Uh, I didn't know whether we were going to talk about that tonight or on the next episode when we nah, got everybody. Sod that. Yeah. We can't talk about sod it. That. Okay. I've only, got the only, only because, that as well. Look, the, the only reason why I say sod that is not you know we know Amanda really wanted to talk about it. Sorry, Amanda. We're not here, um, but if we leave it until the next show, it's going to be old news. It'll be built by that time. It could even be built by that time. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is, it is possible. Um, but yeah, so do you, do you want to talk about the permits? I can do. I've got got the notes here. So oh, yeah. the the, the rumours were sparked once again that more permits were being filed for the back of Ellen. Were. Not not literally the back of Ellen. <laughs> Ellen's energy adventure. Energy adventure. So yeah. Um, in that area where it, I think it's it's just is it a staff car park? A cast member car park is on the back of that. Uh, yes, apparently. Um, I didn't realise, but yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so more permits were filed for that, and permits were filed for um, behind, I believe, um, the three Caballeros ride. If I remember rightly. Uh, no, in fact, it wasn't, wasn't. I'm talking rubbish now. I've got the wrong notes written down. Um, it was France yes. where the, the the other permits were filed. Um, many believing that that would be for the Ratatouille ride that's currently in Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was for rebuilding of water distribution behind these two buildings. Um it's, it's now actually come out that it's got absolutely nothing to do with attractions. 
Um, <laughs> it's actually for it's for the gondola system. <laughs> That's an attraction. Well, well it's, it's not the attraction. Trans- transportation. It's not the attraction that everyone was expecting to be announced at D23, that's for sure. Because no, that's the, Guardians of, the Guardians of Ellen's Back Passage, that's what you were expecting, wasn't it? <laughs> so yes, it's for the gondola system that's going to run from Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, this is what the, the permits are for. It's, uh, it's to move the, the water distribution so they can put the pylons in. Right. So, I mean, obviously... You know, now we we know that's what they've said. Um, the internet was kind of awash with with rumours a few days ago. Now we've heard rumours about rock and roller coaster being rethemed to Guardians. Um, of course, the most popular theory was actually that the you know, Guardians attraction was going to be replacing Ellen's Energy Adventure um, yeah. because of how big that land is around it um, and expanding the building. Um, but I think everybody's got it in their heads, and Jim Hill's, well, has talked about this before, but um, everyone had in their head that it was going to be, in France, a Ratatouille attraction. They were going to take the attraction that we've got at Walt Disney Studios in Paris and put that in Epcot. That's what the, mm. the rumour was. And I still believe it will happen at I some don't, point. I don't think it will. I, well, I don't know whether it will be the exact ride. I think they may get something else based on Ratatouille. I, see, that's that's where I don't agree. Now, Jim is a much more intelligent person than, than us. He's got more knowledge than most of us as well. But, personally, when I think of France, I don't think of Ratatouille. I no. think abusing the beast. Yeah, see, I I think that, and I also think the Aristocats. No one likes the Aristocats. Well, I don't mind them. Cats, I cat lovers do. There's, but there's at least one good song in there. Yeah, I just don't like cats. Um, yeah. But if you think like abusing the beast is one of their most beloved animated yeah. films of all time, and it's now a massively successful. Um, you know, live action film. You know, by far the biggest live action film that they've they've done. I don't care if Alice in Wonderland made more money, um, although it's going to be getting up close now as to which ones earned more. Um, but um, you know, massively, massively popular. And there was supposed to be a Beauty and the Beast attraction. I mean, I, I don't know the history in in Disney World, but I know that it definitely was supposed to be a using the beast attraction for Disneyland Paris um, mm. for you know the second or third year it was open they were supposed to build one and obviously for various reasons um, that didn't happen um, but there was definitely scale models made of the attraction and there were blueprints so I wonder if it's still on a back burner because that to me you know Ratatouille was a uh, I, I don't even rate it that much to be honest I, I always thought it was one of the more average Pixar films. Gets a mm. lot of love, but I mean, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's I've not, got a soft spot for it. It's not bad, but I mean, you know, Brad Bird also made The Incredibles. Yeah, I'd much rather sit and watch The Incredibles than, than Ratatouille. And you know, there's an Incredibles two. Where's Ratatouille two? Yeah, a bit of a tongue twister. 
Um, to me, it just doesn't sit right. In Disneyland Paris, would have put it in the studios and have made that whole land around it based around Ratatouille. I think it, it works really well. But I think an attraction just by itself, I think Beauty and the Beast is, is a much better option. Um, yes, you've got the problem of Beast Castle being in, in um, you know, Fantasyland and that, but I, I think they're clever enough to get around that. Um, you've got Enchanted Tillsworth Bell there and Gaston's Tavern as well. It's quite yeah. a lot of Beauty and the Beast stuff, but yeah. I, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, if they focus it on the live-action film, then... yeah. It, you know, that would completely change it as well. I just, mm-hmm. I just think that would be a better fit. And you know, having gone on Ratatouille, I think they don't need it over there. Mm. It's yeah. not as good as people make it out to be. They, look, no. you got Spider Man down the road. It's twenty yeah. years old and better than Ratatouille. Yeah. Don't put in a put. You know, in Paris, I think it gets a lot of love because. There's not many. Well, I don't know if there's any other attractions like that in Europe. I think it's more the fact that it's the first attraction they've had in about ten years. Well, that as well. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you know, because you've got Spider-Man and even Transformers that are very similar types of yeah. rides, you don't need it in Florida. And yeah. why open a poor man's version of those attractions when you yeah. can open something completely new? Crushed coaster down by the Living Seas. That's what you want. That is true. But you've already got a lot of crushed stuff there, I suppose. You've got the, uh, you've got the little raid that well. takes you in, and then you've got Total Talk with Crush. But, I mean, the, the rumour is that... Is it, is it the next five years? There's going to be a massive like character explosion on Epcot? Yeah. Which isn't a yeah. euphemism, Craig. So stop thinking about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, so maybe we will see more of these IPs. Um, mm. Do you think we'll hear anything at D23, or do you think it's too early? No, I don't think it is too early. I think the fact that they're actually going to show off Star Wars Land this time, I think they have to have that new thing right. for them. And, and Epcot is the obvious place now. Yeah. I think we'll probably get the same sort of thing that we got at the last D23 regarding Star Wars Land. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you'll get an announcement and some like artist rendering, and that'll be about it. Yeah, that's that's all you need. I mean, I know a lot of people are, you know, save our Epcot, um, but to be honest, like, I, I know why people love Epcot, but it always feels a little bit strange compared, I think, to compared to the other gates mm-hmm. because of the types of attractions there. Because yeah. there aren't the IPs there, and I know you know a park doesn't need to have IPs, but when your brand is Disney, to mm. not really, to not really do that, um, not really benefit on on those IPs, and you know, look, let's look at how that popular that Frozen attraction is. You know, yeah. that's what got, was an overlay. Yeah, what mm. you know when you can do that and make that part of the park really popular, that's got to make them go, you know what, we need to do more here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. yeah. Sorry, we've got lovers. Tron Coaster. That's what they should, they should bring that Tron Coaster to help, you know, put that in, in future worlds. And then it's still somewhat connected to the theme, I think. Yep. yep. You know, something like that. Or Guardians of, the, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd like that for two reasons. One is, I quite like the, a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And two, 
You believe in my Tower of Terror alone? And Rotten <laughs> Roller Coaster. Don't start pissing about with that now. It's well, going to get me angry. The, the rumour for that is well, that's, gonna, that's not even Guardians of the Galaxy anymore. No. Mr. Another another Mr. Hill uh, announcement the other week on his podcast that that's likely to become a Monsters, Inc. coaster. Mm-hmm. Monsters Inc. Which makes absolutely no bloody sense at all. No. I was waiting for that, Nick. It doesn't. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It's not, you know, Pixar places up the other end. It's going to take, take over that whole thing. They're going to knock the animation building down. Yeah. And it's going to become Monstropolis, apparently. But then, mm. but then, what's the point of, like, so what's going to do the Tower of Terror? Move it slightly? Oh, they'll just block it off. You can't block it off. It's too bloody tall. Hmm. But Monsters Inc. is not a not a film franchise for a roller coaster. Not as inte- not a roller coaster as intense as Rock and Roller Coaster. It could be the you know the door thing. Wasn't there a rumor at one point they were going to make some kind of ride based on the door scene? Yes. Yeah, that's what Jim thinks it is. Yeah. You mean that ride scene, that famous scene with the doors where there are no inversions, corkscrews, or loops? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we go from Aerosmith to the doors. Boom tish. Very, very good, Mister Day. Very, <laughs> very good. Um, right, there's just one, one last thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, Do you want to talk about the mummy? I saw it at the weekend, but go ahead, Nick. Oh, so, so, save it for Amanda. Right. <laughs> she, she, she's, she. I think. I don't know if uh, Mister Ripley's seen it, but Amanda definitely has, and she'll, she'll definitely be able to give you some talking about that um but um coming next month um when's the actual date of it uh third third of uh, july so it's coming up very very soon indeed um is a animated short series it looks like um called star wars forces of destiny now has anyone mm-hmm. seen this before no. I saw mention of it earlier, but I didn't look at it. I've not seen anything because I've seen a couple of no. trailers now, just just by accident, not before um, even realizing um, what it was. But um, it, it's it's very interesting the concept, and it's ideal for people like me. And I explain why. So first of all, the animation is very similar, I think, to the original Clone Wars. So okay. I'm not talking about the the Cartoon Network version. I'm talking about the, well, I think oh no, the original was Cartoon Network as well. I mean the one that was done by the the bloke behind Dexter's Lab, Jendi, whatever his name is. Um, but that that kind of style of it before it became like CG, um, but that more refined art style that's similar to like Samurai Jack. Um, so that's the animation style of it. Um, it is all about the women of Star Wars. And that's why I'm getting excited about it. Because this is something I will be able to go and sit down with my daughter and watch. Now she loves the idea of Star Wars. But she's still a little bit young to watch the films. So she's asked to put them on a few times and I've I put on like a new hope and she'll sit there and kind of watch it for a little bit but then she kind of gets a bit preoccupied and then we'll go off and play with some toys or something. 
and but she likes the idea of Star Wars. So this to me, it, it seems to be an ideal way of getting her involved because one, it's a cartoon, which is always easier for kids to get into, but it's going to be focused on on the women. So um, it's going to feature. Uh, do you know um, Uso? What's her name? Jin, Jin, well, Jin from yeah. from Rogue One, anyway. Uh, Ray from uh, The Force Awakens, uh, and Princess Leia, as well. Um, Leia's not voiced by Carrie Fisher, and she wasn't going to be. So it's not the plans have changed so much, but it was, um, it was original trilogy Leia, rather than. Uh, Force Awakens layer, so obviously her voice is different, so that was always going to be the case. But um, both Ray and Jin are voiced by uh, Daisy and um, Felicity Jones, isn't it? Um, so they're they're going back to do their roles. Um, who was the um, the Yoda in Force Awakens? Was it Maz? Yes. Yeah. Maz Katana. Yeah. So um, she's she's the main character. She can't, uh, but what it looks like is she's telling these these uh, stories, these folklores about the, the characters. So she's kind of the uh, the focus of, of the show. So um, she's kind of introducing these kind of stories. It looks like, um, but there's also going to be crossovers with um, other other Star Wars characters. So. Um, Shoko Tano as yeah. well and um, who's the so I've never really you've started watching uh, yeah. Rebels haven't you yes the, so there's a Mandalorian yeah. I can't remember her name oh uh, is it Sabine yes yes so uh, in one of the trailers you get a scene where she is talking to uh, episode 4 Leia Now, Rebels is obviously set just before Episode 4, isn't it? Yes. I think. So, that that will obviously bridge that kind of gap. Um, I, don't know, I don't know when that scene takes place, like how near it is well, to Episode 4. Leia's been in Rebels. Oh, is she? Yes. Ah. So, it's probably around the, the same point. I think it was, was it Season 2? They made an appearance. Okay. So, so yeah, they have met. Oh, okay. Oh, it's not such a big thing then. Um, but uh, it says Force of Destiny will premiere on July third on Disney's YouTube channel, and then we'll continue with a two-part TV special comprised of eight short stories uh, on the Disney Channel in the fall. So, um, and yeah, it just confirms that Daisy Ridley, uh, Ashley Eckstein's voice in Ashoka, also John Boyega's doing Finn. So um, he'll obviously have a small part as well, but I think the main focus will be on on Ray. But um, it looks good. It looks good, and I think it's nice that they're... I, I suppose they're following the trend at the moment of things like... Um, is it Superhero Girls? Is that a DC thing? Yes, I believe so. I've only I've seen like five minutes of one of the cartoons because like, the animation was a bit poor. Um, but I've seen the toys everywhere. Um, but where they're kind of focusing the emphasis on the females rather than just the male characters. So obviously trying to appeal to a, a different demographic. And I think um, 
I hope it works. I hope it works well. But for any dads that have got little girls uh, or even bigger girls who may not be as obsessed with Star Wars as you are, this could be the introduction that um, gets them onto that path. So, um, yeah. I don't know when it's going to be shown in the UK. I imagine that on the Disney YouTube channel it will be available globally. It didn't say that it was going to be restricted. Um, but uh, I'm not sure when it, they'll actually show it on the Disney channel in the UK. But I'll keep you posted. And that silence suggests to me that nobody else has got anything to talk about. <laughs> I think we're, we're all out of news. Yeah. Oh, that was quite a lot of news, to be fair, though. Hmm? I mean, from, from somebody who said that uh, there, was, there was nothing to talk about, we've, uh, we've got quite a bit. And in fact, we've gone on so long, we've not even got into the questions that people had asked for the show. No. So, we're very sorry. This is what happens when I'm just here and we haven't got somebody like a man to whip us into shape. So, what we'll do is on next week's episode, in less than, in less than a week, there'll be a new Days After Dark. And on that episode, we will go through your questions and comments and reply back to you. So, that'll be the main focus. I think that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think I think we've been talking long enough. I don't think people really want to hear us go on for another half an hour or so. So we'll save it for next week. But uh, sounds good. With that in mind, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, thank you for listening. Um, please subscribe. Just in case you've not been getting our episodes recently, please subscribe. It's the best way of making sure that you do get new episodes. Uh, plus it bumps up our ratings so thank you very much Um, uh, visit us on on Patreon and we will see you with another episode of After Dark uh, in the next seven days see you real soon Merry Poppin' Joe bye we hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash dizafterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash dizafterdark thank you This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.